Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome back to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. Thank you for the download today. We appreciate the support. Uh, if you haven't, uh, go, go to iTunes and, and please give us a review. We'd love to hear how we're doing and to see you know who's liking the podcast and what we can improve upon. So we appreciate all the support. Definitely a steady incline of, of downloads over the, the last few months. And you know, without without you, we wouldn't do what we're doing. So we we appreciate you, the listener. Today we're doing another book club round. I have, yes. I have Tyler Mavison back with me. Back Tyler, again. How back are you? at it. Good. I'm doing great. It's the last last time we talked about Disrupted. That was a, uh, a fun, excellent that was book. a fun podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, a really good, interesting read. Uh, that was one you and I had read sort of separately. Just yeah. that. I was talking about work culture. This one we're actually getting back on the book club train. So we have How to Say Anything to Anyone. Mm-hmm. This is by Sherry Harley. Let's just kick it off right off the bat. Like, what'd you feel about the book? We had a we had one of our best discussions in our book. Really, club. really good book club discussion. I, yeah. I mean, it really boils down to the way this book is presented. I mean, it's more like a it's like it's a how to kind of reference mm-hmm. that anybody can you know if you're an entry level employee or a manager or even you know C suite officer, you can learn a great deal about how to communicate yeah. um, with employees. And I think that's what you know everybody was hoping to get out of the book. And, and they did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we had a great discussion. It was fantastic. It was. And we always try to pick books that are communication or culture-based yeah. and sort of those those topics that are sort of on the outer edge of mm-hmm. of just traditional self-help sure. type of books. Yeah. And it was some, we want to get on the spectrum of like, how do we get better at our jobs? How do we yeah. communicate better with other people? And just how do we... Yeah. And how do we, you know, make progress in, yeah. in business? And, exactly. In exactly. And I think, you know, a lot of people have different, you know, various types of jobs and they do different things. But one thing that's kind of ubiquitous with every business professional is the communication skills. Mm-hmm. How well do you communicate with your employees, with your manager, with your uh, direct reports? So, I mean, that's kind of, you can always learn new things about how to communicate and communication mm-hmm. in general. So I think that's kind of the great uh, essence of this book is more yeah. building your communication skills. And let's set the stage a little bit before we actually dive into the, the aspects of the book. This book is really written for all sorts of people. Everyone, I, yeah. She Sherry talks about a client relationship where you're mm-hmm. really setting expectations and how to communicate with mm-hmm. them and, and you know make progress on both ends. Coworkers, family, friends. I mean, this yeah. really touches all aspects of anybody. That's yeah. why the title how to say anything to anyone is all it's all encompassing it really i mean communication is one of those things where whether you're typing an email you're on facebook on twitter or in person yeah. this is applicable to all of them. oh yeah wouldn't you agree oh yeah definitely yeah. i mean it's true to its title i mean it's how to say anything to anyone mm-hmm. regardless of where you know if it's working work relationship you know personal relationship 
it covers the gambit. When you think of this book, and let's just talk about what it, the book looks like itself. It, it's a short it's read. Just, yeah, it's a short read. How many pages would you say it is? Oh, 150, 160. Yeah, yeah. So you could read it in a couple sittings. The one thing I'd say about it is it reads sort of like, I don't want to say necessarily a manual, but like you could pick it up yeah. and sort of flip through it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of step-by-step uh, processes or questions on how like how to walk through certain situations and I love how she lays it, it out in the book so that's what I'm saying like you could flip to any chapter on any given subject and, and really pick it up and just run yeah, with it exactly. so keep it at your desk is yeah, yes, this, is a def- this is definitely a desk book that you can just keep you know keep it right by your computer screen and mm-hmm. if you have one of these conversations or you have uh, something come up that you need to know how to what's the best way to communicate mm-hmm. pull it up sc- uh, scroll through it and you'll, you'll be able to find an answer to Communication, a situation that mirrors what Absolutely. you're what you're going for. So yeah, and I've, I felt like as a salesperson, you could e- easily go to the parts about client relationships client, and yeah. setting those upfront expectations and the con- contractual stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then an HR professional. I mean, who's the audience of this podcast? Employee relations things come to mind. Like you know, coaching people on one how to do one on ones and just for the managers, yes. like just yeah. giving them the tools. I feel like there's a lot of tools in this book. Oh yeah, I mean, this everybody has difficulty uh, trying to find the right things to say to someone yeah. um, in difficult conversations. You know, that no one likes to have those. No one likes to talk yes. about difficult have difficult conversations with people or talk about difficult things with employees. It's always kind of a gray area that no one wants to cross. <laughs> yeah. So this one, this book, is, it kind of gives you some uh, tools and some uh, uh, insights into how to just kind of broach the subject with these difficult conversations. And, and you know, one of the instances is like, you know, body odor, you know, mm. how we can, that's kind of a, it's a tough conversation to have with someone, but it's needed in order to, you know, build a relationship with that, with that person. So I think this is just a great guide for anyone just trying to, better communicate with people. Yeah, uh, just going further on the difficult conversation mm-hmm. piece, I, and I really think this book is really all about that. It's like these these conversations are so hard to have for a lot of people, like we get social anxiety around having these yeah. really tough yep. conversations. Some people, it, it maybe comes natural for them, but I think the reason it's difficult, and she, she makes the point in the book, is that we just don't have the upfront expectations yeah. about, you know, an agreement between you and I, like I'm going to be real with you, and yeah. you're going to be real with me, yeah. and we sort of have that ongoing feedback loop, yeah. and it's it's yeah. okay to do it. It's the permission to the do that. Permission, yeah. And and what her point in the book is, you need to have those things set up front. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes really awkward because you don't really necessarily have the permission. Like if you yeah. and I weren't as close as we are, and you know I had to bring up the let's go in the body odor issue, and I, <laughs> and I had to say Tyler, this is you know very tough for me, but. Yeah. If we didn't have it up for an agreement or we didn't have the friendship that we do, that would be a difficult conversation. Really, I think really. that's a point in the book is that when you have a new employee, when you have a new client, even family and friends, like you want to have that upfront permission yeah. to say, if this comes up, is it okay for yeah. me to, to have it, this conversation yeah. with you? And it's not only difficult for the person instigating the conversation, but it's the recipient as well. Totally. You know, if you don't have that that relationship or that understanding that, hey, if I if there's something comes up, can I speak to you about it? Can I be open with you about it? Do I have that trust level mm-hmm. that we can talk about these things? It can be a shock and it can be completely debilitating, you know, from a person receiving that feedback if they didn't, you know, ask, you know, get that permission yeah. beforehand. So it's it's key to kind of get that build that rapport up, build that trust level, and, and at, you know, say, can if something comes up, do I have permission to speak openly about it? 
and talk to you about it. Because I, think, I think that's the point is the openness about it. it could, because if we don't have that permission, yeah. we're likely to beat around the bush. We're not oh, yeah. going to take it head on. And I think that's the whole point in this book is once you kind of walk through the processes or the steps to mm-hmm. speak openly and provide the feedback is to just cut to the chase and get get right to yeah. the brass tacks because yeah. if you try to soften it up if it's a if it's a tough tougher conversation beating around the bush isn't going to no. do you any it good. makes it worse it, it makes can make it, it worse and yeah. then she mentioned that you know it's good to be direct you know that's the new nice you know is to be direct um, so yeah if you're being like you said being around the bush and getting you know cir- circling the subject matter isn't going to help anybody. It's just going to prolong the, the, the prolong the necessary conversation that you need to have. So this it's not going to be good for both parties. I want to pull the thread on you. Just said like being nice. And yeah. She makes that point in the book, yeah. and I think that's where you're coming from. Is she says being nice is direct. Yeah. And and using the fewest words possible to com- convey the message clearly. So not softening the blow. Yeah. Just cutting right to the chase using fewest words and you know and then allowing them to ask questions mm-hmm. if they have exactly. or any follow-up and if you have that if you have that relationship and that that understanding that you can you can be direct and be open then there, there's not going to be that much of an issue because the person's going to know that we already had this established that she's going to come to me or he's going to come to me and uh, with you know whatever they need to say the feedback mm-hmm. and it's, it's going to be direct it's going to be the point and, that, and that's kind of like the how they're going to develop the relationship further. I mean, that's just the kind of the point of the conversation. I want to talk real quick about business relationships, uh, just for those that may be in like sort of a sales mm-hmm. situation or even account management. She's, she talks about how when business, uh, business relationships lack a verbal contract, that mm-hmm. it can later get you into trouble if there's a problem. Yeah. Talk about sort of what she, she says yeah. about that. Well, I think initially it starts off with, you know, oh, we have this a written agreement between two parties. But, you know, obviously the people who are doing the project work may not see this written agreement that, the, you know, the, the executives have signed off on. So they don't know the scope of what the expectations of the work are. So it's good to be clear at the granule and entry, you know, position with people who are doing the work. You need to have a verbal um, understanding of what's going on because written is the fine print you know no one ever reads the fine print uh, it can get misconstrued but if you have a verbal you know discussion you know not by email not by text even yeah. though that's kind of like people like to communicate <laughs> it's it's a phone call even even more in person would be better so have that better. that dialogue direct dialogue understanding of what yeah. what are the expectations of this project or, but or don't, this, don't you this think that it's not only just a verbal in person that you face to face, but also written, and, and well, especially with the business yeah. relationships. Yeah, you, you want it. You want it. You want it written down right. so you can re- go back to it and not just you know verbal. Hey, this is what someone said. You know, it's good to have that conversation in person with the person, but also have it in writing as yeah. well. But to the point where they they can both both parties can understand it, and yeah. it's not just out there for executives to. Yeah. And I think people should read the book because there are step-by-step processes yes, that she outlines. Yeah. And in fact, I'll just kind of rattle some of them off. But she says the, the steps in setting expectations for that, I think it applies to not just business relationships, but all relationships, all yeah, relationships really, yeah. but stating the goal, mm-hmm. what do we want out of this, setting the expectations, mm-hmm. you know, what you're going to do, what I'm going to do, agree on how we're going to work together, how we're going to communicate, you know, in person, yep. Skype. 
yeah. voicemail, yep. uh, text message, whatever, asking for feedback. So yep. Tyler, I, w- I would expect you to give me feedback and mm-hmm. I'll do the same, mm-hmm. candidly. Yep. Ask for permission. Yep. Can, can I give Vice you feedback? Person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreeing on a role. So if you're the client, I'm the business person or salesperson or account mm-hmm. manager, you know, just uh, making sure we understand our roles and then ag- agreeing on the communication process. Yeah. So the, she sort of outlines that and of course there's meat to each of those steps that I recommend people read. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I think she just overall, like how I sort of interpret this is that you're planning for the worst with with this upfront agreement, and that's yeah. why I loved this book yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you always you think something's going to go wrong. Something something gets delayed. There's going to be an issue with deadlines or communication. Something's going to lapse. But in order to move forward and get past that, you have to have a have to develop some communication, some agreement with the parties to say, this is how we're gonna handle this situation. Mm-hmm. This is how you, this is the roles, this is responsibilities. This is how we're gonna give each other feedback in order to move past whatever block, you know, roadblock we come to in, in the project process. Yeah. So I think it's good to have that verbal and written communication because everything is not gonna be outlined in the, the high level verbal uh, written agreement. Well, and even then it's like nobody, pull, no nobody one, pulls no out contracts it, yeah. or remembers it. So. I think you constantly have to yeah. re- remind each other mm-hmm. of, of the fact, but you know, up, up front, I think it's not only you know written, but verbal, and then to outline sort of the simplistic things. Like I think the communication piece is the most important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like what I mean by that is how do we want to communicate with mm-hmm. each other? Because I think there are the you talk about roadblocks. Yeah, the roadblocks are I don't know how to reach you. Like you're if you're never around or yeah. it's hard to get a hold of you. Like what if I'm leaving you voicemails constantly yeah. and you're not returning them? Yeah. Well, that for one, that's probably not a good place to give feedback. Yep. But maybe you're going to respond to a text message. Exactly. Or maybe I should hit yeah. you up on like a Facebook message or something. Exactly. I don't I don't know, but yeah. wouldn't you want to have that conversation with somebody up front to figure out how they want to how, communicate? Find the best channel for communication for each person. It's not they may not have the same channel of communication that you prefer. Um, and she uses the example in the book where um, one of her employees direct reports was, you know, emailing her and you know since she gets so many emails a day mm-hmm. you know, it's so much that she tries just to look at them and you know, get to them at, at a later time but she and then she gets the call from the employee saying i haven't heard back from you on the yeah. and on the email response and so it gets to the point where yeah that, that may not be her best way to communicate so she set you know up front standards say hey you know i it's probably best that you know i get i get a lot of emails each day it's probably best that you Try to get in touch with me by phone because yeah. I check more check my phone or voicemails more frequently than in emails. What was the? Do you remember the one story she was telling in the book about? I think it was on her own personal experience, but when she was like working away on something and then an employee interrupts her, and and then she was just like not in the frame of mind to yeah, yeah. to respond. Well, I think was that that the one where the employee was inundated with like emails. Like CCing her on different oh, emails. My, well, I think those are two different things, but yeah. I mean they're very similar. Yeah. Like one is she's getting just hammered with emails, and then Sherry, the author, decides, you know, I'm just going to have a conversation yeah. with this person and say, hey, look, I, you know, I don't need to look at every <laughs> single email, but if you want to copy me yeah. on the most important things that I, I need to review or whatever, yeah. Yeah. then do it that way. The the one I was talking about really was I think where an employee would come into her office oh. and just catch her in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. And then when questions are being thrown at her, she's just like, 
not in the frame of mind <laughs> to, to be able to respond. Yeah. And I think she just had to have a candid conversation to say, hey, look, you know, if I'm in the middle of something, uh, you know, maybe just say, do you have five minutes? Do yep. we, we could talk yeah. instead of just blatantly asking a question when she's not ready for it. Yeah, I think exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's all goes back to that setting up the kind of like the, the established relationship and how to communicate with each other. And it goes by vice versa between a manager telling you know, direct reports and the direct reports telling the manager how they best communicate. And she also goes in later in the book about how you need to have these these questions and answers just to get to know, understand. Oh, that, your, I your, love that. Yeah. And we actually, as any, we do something pretty yeah, similar when yeah. somebody comes in the organization. We have we put, try to play play on words with Zenium, but we, yeah. we always say exciting things about you. You know, with an X yeah. at the beginning, and we have a form where people can just you know fill out what their mm-hmm. likes and interests are, how they like to receive feedback, whether yeah. it's public or private. Mm-hmm. You know, how to communicate, and then just intro, general interests yeah. and whatnot. And we try to share it with people in the organization so they have a kind of a clear understanding of how yeah. people like to be approached and what they like and I think that's important when especially when you're trying to integrate somebody in the culture mm-hmm. to see where they're coming from everybody's so different everybody's I think different. that's the point mm-hmm. is everybody likes to be communicated with very differently too. and when you're working on projects and it's team focused and you're trying to build a, a very cohesive team and try to do the best work that you can you want to make play to everybody else's strengths yeah. you want to play to every single team uh, team member's strengths so Finding out what they're what they what they like, what they dislike, um, what their best method of feedback is, or what their how they best communicate. Those are all key elements into de, you know developing a cohesive team to get the project done. And we all work in projects. Well, at least the most most of us work in pro, uh, team projects and in projects in general. So, and we're always working with people. So it's it's key to have those those subtleties and those uh, interests and what people like in mind so yeah. when, they're, when they're communicating with people. The, I want to just keep honing in on, on that point. There's a section of the book, I can't remember where in the book it was, but it talks about like asking about work habits. So whether it's mm-hmm. a colleague or you know direct report or, or a superior, like just being able to come in and be, at the beginning of a relationship to say, Tyler, how do you best like to work? And mm-hmm. there's a series of questions that she lists that are, I think are just genius. It's mm-hmm. so simple too. Yeah. How best do you like to communicate? Email, voicemail, text, yes. message, instant messenger, telephone, in person. Are you a morning person? Are you an afternoon person? Are you a night person? If you need, if we need to talk in person, do you do a Best Buy appointment? Drop in? Yeah. Should I give you a call? What should we do? And then out, this is the interesting one. If you, if I need to reach you outside of business hours, like in an emergency setting, yeah. When is the earliest or latest I can call? And I think, again, that that question, the way it's framed, is setting expectations mm-hmm. like I'm not going to call you outside even yeah. if it's the craziest emergency I'm not going to call you after 11 yeah. p.m. I yeah mean, certain context of course yeah. life or death but <laughs> but just having some of those sort of upfront things I think it's pretty and interesting I, and, and the, the the real interesting thing is that you know or no, I mean not interesting but not a lot of people do this you know no no, no one really sets these so I'm saying it's simple it's but so nobody thinks simple it. and it's and it, it's it's genius because it just it can help just develop and nurture relationships with your, your coworkers or your, your fellow employees. How about your wife or husband? Or, <laughs> yeah, husband, wife. And yeah, these are things that we should be talking about, and yet we don't do it. And that's what that's what brings it to these conversations where we can't have or we feel too timid or too, you know, maybe too nervous to go and, and bring this up because we just don't know how yeah. that person likes to receive or when I should do this. But, it's just, and I think the interesting point that 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 I would say to that is. 
the people we're communicating with aren't necessarily us, and we, we I think we default to mirroring yeah. what we like. Well, the best. I like to do. I like to receive people this way, so I'm sure exactly. this person likes receiving. Yeah, well, yeah. that's and I I run into that trap oh, yeah. all the time where people I work with I I I would think that maybe they want to default to email like I do, yeah. but rather maybe they want to drop by yeah by their cube or or desk or office or yeah. whatever instead of the the email and it just. I prefer email, so mm-hmm. I think everybody else likes email. But that's, yeah. to your point, not necessarily true. People want the expectations, not everybody's the same. Yeah, list goes on. It just leads to communication roadblocks, and you can't, you can then you can't have these conversations with people when you don't know how they like to uh, receive feedback or yeah. and. and or just in general, how they like to be approached by any kind of conversation. Sherry in the book says, uh, when she's talking about feedback, she says the common quote you hear is, you're doing great, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. She says that's not really helpful. Why, the, why the, is that? The Captain Crunch <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's very truthful. I mean, it's, it, it has all like the, uh, the the flavor, but not the nutritional value. I think that was like what she what she says. But like yeah, substance behind. No, there's no like substance the behind it, and and she also makes a point that if you're not going to give an example, then it's not then it's not feedback, and yeah. don't give the feedback because if you do, if you can say things, this person this person is this person does a great job of uh, you know writing reports. Well, you can give an example of what report went well or what report they did really good on. So I mean that's. When you give feedback that's just so vague, it doesn't help anybody. It, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't do anything. It's, it's, yeah. it's not, it doesn't have nutritional value. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, without giving away the entire book, there's so yeah, many yeah. things um, I wanted to touch on. Like, uh, there's great one-on-one meeting questions for yes. if you have a, a direct report or even if, yes. or if you're an employee and you're sort of leading the meeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one-on-one's usually about you, so asking questions of your manager. I mean, there's so many good nuggets in here. Steps on feedback. I mean, what else What else did you find pretty helpful? I mean, there's so many que- get-to-know-you type questions get, it, as well. It was all, and the, yeah, like you mentioned, the situational things. I thought that the situational scenarios I thought were really helpful because it, it runs a gambit through a bunch of different situations that you can encounter. And those are the last you know, several pages of the book. That, that's what's so great about this book is that it, it's only like 150, 160 pages, but there's so much in here. There's so much there in here. Is. That it's, 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 it's pretty astounding. So I mean, the feedback was, was one thing that I definitely took away of because I, I have the tendency to give that kind of vague feedback, and I don't really go into examples. It's tough, yeah. And it's tough to kind of get, go an example, but it's 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 needed if you want to help, you know, build you know build someone's habits or build someone's uh, behavior that they yes. that, that they want to see reinforced or changed. So yeah. I mean, that's you need to do that in order to uh, to help someone. So yeah. And I always thought that you know, I, I took away like the direct comments like being direct is sometimes good like you know the example like someone has something in their teeth walking around all day I mean do you do you not say anything to that person or is it is it nice to say something to someone and you may not think it is but it actually I mean being nice to not say anything to that person the whole day and let them go around the whole day and not with something in their teeth and not not tell them about it I just want to pull that thread a little further the the being nice part just giving feedback 
she explicitly says in private, right? To yeah. Do it yeah. in public, like no, the Brock yeah. and the teeth sort of thing. That yeah. would be kind of brutal. Yeah. No, you definitely, you're not trying to belittle someone in front or, you know, give feedback for someone in front of people. I mean, that's just not the way to, can, you know, convey it. Unless it's positive feedback. It's, and maybe some people like it public. Uh, sure. Positive feedback, yeah. If neg- if it's something like such as, like, you know, body odor or something in their teeth, teeth, yeah, you might you want to be as private as yeah. possible. Or behavior change. It's disrespectful. It's just making sure that you're, you know, understanding their yeah. atmosphere and their environment yeah. and, and make sure that you're not trying to, yeah. You know, this um, this book really reminded me of a podcast discussion I did with Lacey Halpern probably a couple of years ago on corrective action, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, or performance improvement plans too because I think if you're trying to change a behavior, what better way to change a behavior than to set expectations and mm-hmm. actually understand there's going to be a feedback loop in play yeah. here. Yep. So I. I really loved everything in this book. Towards the end, I, I pulled out a quote that I just, I loved, and maybe it's not impactful for everybody, but I, I put it on Facebook because I liked it so much. She says, here's the bad news. You can't control what people think, feel, or say, but there is also good news. You can control what you put in front of people. You can change what you do, what you wear, and what time you show up to work, and thereby change how you're perceived. So, this is end quote there, um, but, what I'd say about that particular quote and how it impacts me, this this whole communication and difficult conversation issue and feedback, it's all about you and driving this to, mm-hmm. to understand like we need to set expectations and you don't, it's hard to start a relationship without those things in place because you never feel like you can ever provide feedback. Yeah. And if you do, it might be awkward yeah. for both of you. And it's yeah. not necessarily fair either. Yeah. I think that's the kind of the whole point yeah. in summing it up. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, it definitely, it starts with you. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, you're going to be the one that's going to have to drive this, like you said. And it, there's always going to be those conversations that are going to be difficult, regardless of you setting up, you know, understand a, a kind of a clear understanding beforehand. But by doing that, it lessens the severity of how awkward it's going to be, and it 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 sets up you know a a, a way for you guys to build a relationship with mm-hmm. a player you're talking with for the future, and not have some lingering bad conversation around. It's it's all geared towards improvement, yeah. and it, and it, you know it's definitely you're in the driving seat, so it's up to you yeah. to kind of in, in, initiate, instigate that scenario with with someone. So. And I think why we f- we felt, uh, me personally, and I think in our discuss- book club discussion, we all felt the same, but in in tackling a topic like this where we know we can control ourselves and then drive those discussions and you can make progress incrementally mm-hmm. through the culture and it, yeah. it could stick. Like if everybody sort of took control of their relationships and set expectations, how, what do you, what yeah. kind of impact do you think it would, it would make on the culture? It would, it would, it would, it would dynamic impact. I mean, everything is, it, things would change if, if it's kind of like a domino effect. If they see someone doing something and, and communicating and opening it, it's just going to be a domino effect and more people pick it up. And you'll have a, a culture of openness, a culture of, hey, come talk to me. You know, I, I'm open to feedback and I'm receptive to feedback. But one thing's for certain, if you don't do anything, nothing's going to change. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's up to you to kind of, make that be that be that change and do that change so um and this this book definitely helps you kind of say hey it's going to be tough at first but the rewards outweigh yeah. the risks so 
Yeah, there, there is an example just of the openness and mm -hmm. kind of like leading by example. Uh, one of our um, partner clients uh, did a presentation for us recently, and he, he was talking about the 360 feedback that uh, their company does. And he says that when he, as the president, he uh, would receive feedback and then he would publish it for everybody to see. Mm. And I don't, I don't think he expects everybody to do that, but he, he's just trying to lead by example to say, yeah. hey, look, you know, feedback's really important and yeah. I'm gonna take it to heart and I want everybody to see what I'm working on as a person. I'm yeah. trying to develop professionally and I think even if these, these, these feedback loops are private, which you know, most of the time mm -hmm. they should be, I think if we say, if we set expectations that we're gonna improve and I wanna help you improve, I want you to help me improve and we just sort of have that agreement, I mean, it could do wonders of the culture. That was the whole presentation, yeah. the, the person I'm speaking of, it was a culture of engagement. That was yeah. the topic. Yeah. And I think this sort of thing is so important to culture. Yeah. Well, and what it does too is it helps build that trust level. Yeah. And especially with someone who, you know, an executive of the company, a leader, definitely wants to build that trust with, with the, you know, the direct reports, employees, and, you know, other coworkers in general. Um, so when you build that trust, you create an environment for people to say, you know, to give feedback openly and come to people when they have difficult things they need to say and, yeah. and, and are open to giving and receiving feedback. So I think once you develop that trust, and I think Sherry makes a good point there about you know developing trust that's kind of like a foundation um, for relationships in the future. So once you have that trust, you can develop, develop them further. So that was great. So in summing up the book, you, out of five stars, I think we always, we always do a little yeah. rain. I yeah. always like, I mean, enjoy this part. Out of five stars, would you give this? Oh, it's it's a good four and a half stars. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So a nine out of a ten. Yeah, nine, nine out, out of ten. Because <laughs> 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 nine out of ten stars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm I'm right with you. I I'd probably give this probably a four four point five. Yeah. And it's it's I would give it a five if it was a little meatier with stories and this yeah. it, it, like I said it's a very manual driven like step yeah. by step and it's great because you can always reference it I just kind of wish there was more stories to help me like apply yeah my own experiences exactly yeah. with I just love I like that kind of stuff yeah so. be able to set yourself into that narrative it, it's kind of it's I like that too I, I think that you know as we mentioned it's a good reference book to use and keep at your desk and pull it out and get a lot of good nuggets out of it and use it when you have an, a difficult conversation coming up so it, it's it definitely was an enjoyable read, and I recommend it to everybody. People enjoyed it. We had, oh, like, yeah. we had like 20 people participate in the book. And you know, leading into next time, just I appreciate you coming on. But of course. Ne yeah. Next time, we're, our next book is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And I've actually read this in advance, so I, I, I thought it was an awesome book. And, and if I can't get Angela Duckworth on the podcast, which <laughs> I try, but it's not going to happen, I'm sure. I, you're coming back. Oh, right. For, yeah. We, yeah. we, we always have know. Tyler at, the, at the book club um, podcast. So... Again, appreciate you, Tyler. And oh, it was a lot of fun. And for the listener, check out this book. Yes, we'll, definitely. We'll post the links and whatnot to the to the podcast notes. And uh, join us next time. And thanks for the download. Again, appreciate it. Tyler, see ya. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only 
and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.